Hello and welcome to the Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast by the Omaha World Herald. For your listening pleasure, I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me as always, World Herald Prep Recruiting Expert Specialist Extraordinaire, Mike Sauter. You know, um, I think the title is Specialist, but that's okay. We can go with it. I'm cool with it. How's okay. your day? I am doing fantastic. That's How's good. I'm great. I'm in a great mood. You're just breaking ice over there. Yeah. We've got a loaded show today. It is week seven. We've got some games to preview. We're going to run down the playoff standings. Not finalized, not anywhere close. lot to change. We'll recap some Nebraska football walk-ons. And let's get rolling. Class A, we have number two Millard West heading in 6-0 and against number seven Grand Island, also 6-0. and Yeah, a uh, huge game, I think. Uh, both teams are going to be defensive. Defense is going to be the calling card and has been for both teams all year. Grand Island hasn't given up a touchdown in three straight games, which they've given up zero points, actually, in three st- straight games. It doesn't matter who you play. It's, that's hard to do. Very impressive. Um, and Millard West, on the other hand, has given up at most 14 points this year, and that was to a, a pretty good Millard South team. So, um, obviously, I expect the game to be pretty, you know, uh, a, a defensive battle. And um, both teams going to not score a ton, uh, a lot of running the football, and a lot of um, defense. So it could take a mistake uh, or a turnover or something like that. I mean, um, last week against Kearney, uh, Millard West controlled the clock all mm-hmm. but one possession in the second half. They had it 25 or 24 minutes of the 33 or 32 minutes in the second half. Um, it was it was a shocking start too. Carney went up 13-0 right. and Millard West just said, "Okay, 23 yeah. unanswered points." Millard West just stayed the course and did what they do. Mm-hmm. And and that's impressive. So their defense is really good. Um, you know, you have um, Tristan Gomez who is an excellent runner and Sullivan's a good runner. They have a, a handful. I do like their pieces and and just for me, I wish they maybe take some shots a little bit with maybe a Caden Otterman and Dallas Beatham because they have some speed yeah. and maybe that's something to open up the offense a little bit down the road or maybe when they feel like they need to. But whatever, if it ain't if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, you're mm-hmm. undefeated at this point and your your defense is playing lights out, so keep doing you. Um, but Gavin Aiken is going to be key uh, for Grand Island, the running back. He leads them with 405 yards rushing and nine touchdowns. And then Carson Coy is second on the team in rushing. He's the Grand Island's quarterback, mm-hmm. a junior, just a junior. Replacing uh, Cole Evans. Yeah, yeah, replaced Cole Evans this year. And, and Cahoy, that last name is synonymous with um, um, pole vaulting So and track. So, mm-hmm. And he's a really good athlete. Uh, he's second on the team in rushing, like I said, with 264 yards. So he's a good thrower of the ball, um, obviously a good athlete. You, so you have two multi-sport, really good athletes uh, at quarterback for both teams. Uh, and then Brock Douglas is, has 450 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. He's averaging eight, uh, eight catches, eight yards, 18 yards a catch, I'm sorry. Um, and so that'll be interesting too. So you have the matchup of him and probably Dallas Beanham is going to mm-hmm. line up with him. Um, That'll be a fun shadow match. Yeah, if, if that happens. So we'll see. You know, I mean, Grand Island, both teams are really well coached. Grand Island gets a lot out of 
you know, not a lot. Um, majority of the time, Coach Tomlin does a good job. Coach Peterson and his staff are doing great, specifically this year. They just kind of do their thing. They don't worry about what everyone mm-hmm. else is talking about or what I'm talking about, really. <laughs> um, but that, that's that's them, and that's fine. It's working great, right. and so just keep doing that. So that game, I think, is going to be huge. Um, obviously, it's two undefeated teams, um, and Millard West, if you – if you like transitive property things, which I don't yeah. like to do very much, but I was if you look at it, no math. yeah. If you if you look at um, Grand Island beat Carney by one, mm-hmm. it was the first game. It's a rivalry. It's hard to do that yeah. because one, it was weeks ago. Two, it's a big rivalry game. Yeah, and and Miller West beat Carney by more than one, obviously. So it's just it, I don't like doing that very much because every week is different and matchups can be different. One key for Grand Island is if Caleb Frankel can slow Tristan Gomez that yeah. would be a game within the game to watch yeah I mean he's one of the better linebackers in the state no question they use him a little bit as a running back he's tough as nails so we'll see kind of you know it, it's that linebacker quarterback and specifically an option sort of style offense I wonder if they read it right yeah maybe just key it, on Gomez maybe a little bit you know and, and they're running Valencia and and um it has done a good job running too. I forgot to mention him earlier for Miller mm-hmm. West. So he, I mean, they have some backs and stuff that have done a nice job. Their line's big and strong and physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grand Island generally doesn't have lines like that, but they're extremely well coached and tough. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a nice matchup. It should be yeah. fun. And there's gonna be a lot of people in Grand Island. I know it's gonna be cold. They're supposed to be cold and uh, maybe a little, you know, little wet. Mm-hmm. Um, with some rain slash snow mix something, um, but uh, there's gonna be a lot of people there uh, for that game. Grand Island doesn't normally get you know yeah. the big games at home like that. So, um, and it's always exciting this late in the season to have a matchup of two undefeated teams. Right, it doesn't happen right. you know very often if ever. Our next game is number six Omaha West Side six and zero against number eight Elkhorn South four and two and this is another one of those tests that we've noted for both teams mm-hmm. I mean Omaha West Side coming off a bunch of good wins two weeks ago they handled Creighton Prep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then last week I was pulling up the NSAA record book to see if they were going to break the Class A record for single game points against Omaha Northwest Elkhorn South they lost one of their tests against Bellevue West, but they've responded the past couple weeks. They lost to Miller South. Yes, and, and Miller South West. as well. Yeah. Um, what are you looking for in this one? Yeah, it's a. If you look at it, the one team, the one loss that Westside has is to a, a really good Lincoln Southeast team that mm-hmm. is big, strong, physical up front. Well, that's kind of what um, what Elkhorn South is. They have really good lines on both sides led by uh, Teddy Prohaska, and then you have Isaac Zadiska at center and Cooper Taylor at the other tackle. So um, if they can match that physicality mm-hmm. in the line, I think they'll be fine. Um, Bodie Harrell is a guy that never gets talked about, but he's their leading rusher at Westside. He's 465 yards. He's averaging 93 a game. Um, you know, Grant Taggy, who's uh, kind of playing – Started the season sort of playing some wide out. Now he's playing defense and more safety slash linebacker. He's leading the team in tackles. Um, a guy for, for Westside that has come back and, and pretty awesome story and is Cal Weideman. I mean, yep. he 
He's uh, come back and come back with a vengeance. He's had two really nice games in a row um, as uh, a wide receiver for Westside. And Cole Payton, their quarterback. I mean, he rushed for, what, six touchdowns, seven touchdowns a couple weeks ago. He and had six touchdowns total, five rushing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he's, he's tough. So, um, you know, Elkhorn South's going to have to run the ball. Um, Eli Husted had a nice year. He struggled a little bit last week. A little bit, not a lot, but a little bit last week against Millard South and their their defensive front. Um, you know, I mean, Elliott Brown completed some passes and they they kind of they they caught uh, Millard South in the seams there. But I think the safeties and the defensive backs, Devontae Dickerson, one is a little better, you know, at Westside than than Millard South. So we'll see uh, if they can make those adjustments and whatnot and 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 get a get a win. Elkhorn South kind of feel like they. You know, they, they need one. They played two of the better teams or the big dogs, if you mm-hmm. will, and, and they've dropped them both. Now, Elkhorn South probably could have, should have beat um, Millard South last week. It was really close. Millard South needed a, a red zone stand, if you will, late yeah. in the game to, to seal that game. How much do you think it helps Elkhorn South in this one playing at home? Um, not a ton. I don't think that really matters as much. Maybe a little bit, just not a ton. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. In high school, it just got, well, Westside's a pretty – tough environment if they can get the yeah. full student section it's pretty crazy um but i, I don't think it, it matters that much all right let's go to class b and class b again has my game of the week number one omaha scott six and zero against number three waverly also six and zero. another one of those undefeated matchups yeah um both teams love to run the ball <laughs> Which it fit that helps Scott a lot because Scott struggled a little bit in the, with pass defense and defending the pass. We saw that against Ron Colley, they kind of struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Waverly runs the ball like I mean runs the ball. Mm-hmm. So Mason Neiman, their their quarterback, um, and I guess kick returner and plays some safety and defensive back. I guess uh, very similar to Tyson Gordon. Tyson Gordon plays quarterback, uh, plays safety. Is their kicker? Is their punter uh, returns punts and kick? So drives they're both. The bus home. Yeah, they're both pretty similar. Yes, drives the bus <laughs> home. All that he does everything. And and Mason's kind of like that too for Waverly. He's um, the team's leading rusher as far as um, yards so far this year. He has six hundred or seven hundred and two uh, rushing yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, against Norris two weeks ago, he was two of three for nine yards passing, and they won the game. So yeah. they don't throw the ball at all. And he's only attempted 26 passes this year as the starting quarterback. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a battle of the trenches. Probably a matchup Scott likes mm-hmm. um, just because of that. But, you know, it's going to be our power versus their power, and we'll see. The game will probably get over in about an hour and a half or two yep. because it's just going to be everyone's going to run the ball every play. There's not going to be a lot of incompletions or stopping the clock. It's not on TV, nothing like that. So you're going to want to get there right on time, and you'll get home pretty early. Nice running clock game. Right. <laughs> and not for, like, point, like someone being yes. outscored just because the ball is going to be run the whole game. And Scott typically, that favors them in these matchups, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. That's their strength. They typically win these. But Waverly is tough this year. Yeah. I, and, I mean, Trevor Brown is a lineman. He is a grown man. Um, he is just a sophomore. He was um, – uh, he's a wrestler. He's, he is legit. 
very much so. So, yeah, Blake Anderson uh, for Scott, he plays both ways. Trey Brown plays a little both ways for Waverly, too. So maybe that's a matchup you, you, you see. That would be fun mm-hmm. uh, to see those two go at it. So um, Blake Anderson's committed to North, northern uh, Iowa, and uh, Trevor Brown obviously is just a sophomore, but he yep. is a huge – I mean, he is he yeah. is really big and really good. All right. We're going to run down the playoff race, the wild card standings for class – I have them for class A, sure. B, and C1. But before we do that, I kind of wanted to give the listeners at home kind of a sense of how these are calculated. Right. And I also have this from the NSAA, the wild card criteria. So for class A, B, and C1 – and again, these are not finalized. Right. But – they have it's a, where it stands right now. Yes. And they have it broken down into a first division team win, second, third, and fourth. So how it's calculated is a first division team is one that finishes nine and zero, eight and one, seven and two. Second division, six and three, five and four, third division, four and five, three and six, and fourth division, the rest. Mm-hmm. So again, these are not finalized because a team like Millard North right now stands a little iffy if right. they go on a winning streak to they they have a huge game the game tomorrow night is uh papio south pa, or sorry papillion la vista mm-hmm. in millard north at at buell in mm-hmm. millard and that game's huge for playoff implications yep um millard north is trying to finish you know four and five or whatever at the end of the year here um and and go on a run towards the end of the year and papio's three and three right now so you have uh, it's that's a huge wild card points matchup yep. for both Which teams. Which I guarantee there are some teams that are rooting for Miller North to get up. Oh to yeah, four and five. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the way it works is you get fifty for a victory over first division team, thirty six for a loss, and then so on and so forth. Forty seven, thirty three, forty four, thirty, forty one, twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So I've got top twenty teams for Class A, B, and C one. Obviously at the top for Class A. Bear with us. This is a long list here. In order, Millard West, Lincoln Southeast, Bellevue West, Omaha Burke, Grand Island, Westside, Millard South, Creighton Prep, Elkhorn South, Kearney, Lincoln Southwest, Lincoln East, Elkhorn, Omaha North, Millard North, Papillion La Vista, and then your bottom four, so your 17 through 20 that are fighting to get in, mm-hmm. Columbus, Papio South, Omaha Central, and Omaha South, and Omaha South, four and two. So that's how much these wild card points right. go into it. They have a winning record. They're the only team in that 17 through 20 with a winning record, and they're at 20th. Where you have Omaha North, Miller North at two and four. They'd be in the playoffs right now. So these points are important. Any any surprises on that list for you? Uh, not really. I mean, you have so here's Omaha South meat of their schedule, if you will, mm-hmm. is coming up here in these next two, three games. You have Bellevue West, yep. Omaha Central, and Pius. Pius just handled Omaha Central last week. Mm-hmm. So they're not – every time every time Pius takes the field, they're going to be tough. They're going to tra- play hard and p- try and play physical. So you have to be ready for them to play, no matter what their record is. I don't care. So Central, obviously, something happened there um, yeah. where they just kind of took it to them. So South Bellevue West, you look at that and you're like, oh, that's probably going to be a loss, right? Yeah. And then you South Central and Pius, is their next two? You ne- you don't know, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> depth is going to be something. 
And Ty Griggs is a fantastic uh, wide receiver. Can go up and get the ball for South. That a good, good has had a great season, not a good mm-hmm. season. And then John uh, Foget is another receiver that's had a good year for them too. Um, so we'll we'll see if if South can can do it. It'd be a pretty neat story if yeah. they can get it done. Uh, it's just going to be tough with uh, Miller North in there and Papio and Columbus is in a tough that tough district, mm-hmm. really tough district with. Um, West Side, Creighton Prep, and Elkhorn South and Miller South. Columbus almost knocked off Creighton Prep. Right, right. Yeah, that right. one came down to the wire. Yeah, that would have been a huge win for them. Yep. All right, Class B, we have Scotts Bluff, Waverly, Omaha Scott, Grand Island Northwest, Hastings, Omaha Roncalli, Elkhorn Mount Michael, Norris, Bennington, McCook, Seward, Omaha Gross, Blair, Plattsmouth, Lexington, York, Alliance, Crete, Beatrice and Gehring, and that alliance through Gehring, that's there's your 17 through 20. Right. Those are your teams fighting to get in. Might be a little bit tough for you're gonna Gehring have, at 1 yeah, to 5. Yeah, you're going to have a team with a losing record or two mm-hmm. maybe even make the playoffs in Class B. It just is what it is yeah. due to numbers. So Right now, Plattsmith at 2 and 4 would be in. To your right, point, right. And which Plattsmith could win out. Right, and right now, right now, if you look at who's played who, who's lost to who, and whatnot, I mean, mm-hmm. you have Scott's Bluff, Waverly, and Scott. Um, are clearly, I think, the three, yep. you know, um, and, and the top three that probably you don't want to play right now. Mm-hmm. And then Northwest, Grand Island Northwest has had a heck of a year. They're, yeah. And they're doing it the complete opposite of what they've done the last few years. Defense, run the ball. Yep. The last few years they've been throwing it around, <laughs> scoring a bunch of points. So uh, props to Coach Stein and his staff. They've, they've done a, had a heck of a year so far. But that's, again, where these wild card points matter because you see Omaha Scott, number one. Stu's had them number one all right. year. They're the number one team. They deserve to be. They're number three in these wild card right. points. Right. Scott hasn't lost in 17, well, yeah. however many games. Yeah. So until someone beats them, they deserve to be number one. Right. And then C1, real quick here, top 20 again in order. Pierce, Adam Central, Columbus Scotus, Wahoo, Ashland Greenwood, Ogallala, Kearney Catholic, Wahoo Newman, Gothenburg, Valentine, Ord, Aurora, Chadron, Wayne, Kozad, Mitchell, Columbus Lakeview, West Point Beamer, Lincoln Lutheran, and Boys Town. Columbus Lake through Lakeview through Boys Town. There's your bottom four, your 17 through 20. Right. Um, what about what here stands out? C1, to you? really, you're, 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 everyone is expecting Wahoo and Pierce to be just yep. collision course for Lincoln. Um, but Ashland Greenwood, uh, their schedule has been a little light. Obviously, they they're undefeated yeah. and they're what fifth, set fifth in the yeah. points. They're good. Like Bryce Kittrell is really good and does a lot of different things. He can defense, running back, kick returner, punt returner, all that. So they're pretty good. They haven't played obviously the best schedule, but mm-hmm. they're tough. Um, Scotus uh, has has played really well. They just beat Newman, Adam Central, undefeated. Beat Hastings, beat Aurora earlier this year. Throws the ball around. Evan Johnson, quarterback, is is pretty good too. Um, you know Newman. They play Wahoo this week. That's a key matchup. Very key matchup. Like if they can get that done, mm-hmm. like that shake things up a lot. Yes. Um, so that's a that's a it's a big game for for Newman for sure. I know we flew through all of those. They're available on NSAA, their website, and with something that we'll be keeping an eye on down the stretch. Again, those aren't finalized because a lot of these first division, second division, third can shift, Mm -hmm. which will shake up the points. 
Um, but that's I figured three weeks left in the regular season. Let's get a look at the playoffs. Everyone's going to have the, the math done and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that last regular season Friday night, there's so many yep. projections. of whatever, And Stu you know. is great at it. Right. Stu and has it ready to go at 1030 on the dot, right. if not before right. on Friday night. So there, it's all like there's a bunch of people that do math and mm-hmm. teachers and coaches <laughs> and trying to figure it out. So it's kind of wild and fun. I just let everyone else handle that stuff. I don't worry about that. <laughs> People right. ask me questions about it. I'm like, I, man, yep, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, we have a few recruiting notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few of these happened last week, but Nebraska got a few walk-on commits mm-hmm. uh, that I wanted to run down. This one happened this week. Millard West defensive lineman Baylor Brannon. And mm-hmm. then last week we also had Waverly athlete Mason Neiman, mm-hmm. Aurora tight end Nate Borkicher. Borkicher, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Um, what do these guys kind of bring? So Baylor Brandon, actually, he announced it on Monday, but he committed uh, Ohio State like that that weekend. So that's been, what, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so he finally just announced it. But he's a big lineman. He's going to play defense for them, defensive line. You put the tape on, he's um, kind of handling his own and, and can kind of get after uh, the passer and make plays behind the line of scrimmage a little bit if you watch his huddle. That's uh, what stands out the most, and Mason Neiman, which I said, like he's a do kind of everything athlete. So yep. um, he can run the ball. At, he he, tra- he likely will be a defensive back slash safety or special teams person. Probably start with that uh, when he gets to Nebraska. And Nate Borkacher is going to be a tight end uh, to start, um, and might end up kind of ballooning up, if you will, or putting weight on and being a, an offensive lineman, very much so like his brother did, yeah. who came, uh, his brother started at, at UNK, uh, started his career at UNK, then transferred to Nebraska as a walk-on, um, started out as a tight end, and now he's offensive tackle, and they're trying to turn him into one. So Good um, good frame to add. Yeah, to very much so, yeah. 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 And then one other note here, just kind of something to keep an eye on, uh, since he's only a sophomore, mm-hmm. Omaha Burke linebacker, Devon Jackson got her an offer from Nebraska this weekend. Right. Like, I mean, that was a little surprise. It took kind of a lot of people by surprise. Didn't expect that to happen. He's 6'2", 195. Um, he was, uh, as a freshman, uh, he ran at state. He was uh, the state track meet. He was the anchor leg of Omaha Burke's 4x1. So he's fast. Track mm-hmm. speed kid. Um, 10, 9, and 100 and and 21.8 in the 200 so he's a big kind of kid fit frame you look at him you're like yep kind of fits all the frame stuff Uh, has a little bit of a dinged up ankle i'm not sure he's gonna play this week but um he's he's good i mean he clearly they thought he was good enough and you just look at the frame and you're like all right you know like he can get to 220 230 and with that speed as a linebacker you, you like it so um, and they obviously know Burke. They probably they probably talked right, to coaches right. about yeah, him. Yeah, and that's and what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, you know, um, he had found out a little bit. He, um, uh, Coach Rude, the linebackers coach in Nebraska, had a couple conversations with uh, coaches at, at mm-hmm. Burke, and, and they said, hey, watch out for this kid. And then they said, well, send me the tape, sent the tape, and, and that's how it worked. He was at the – he was one of the – unofficial visitors or game day visitors to uh, the Nebraska Northwestern game this weekend too. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with week eight. Might have a special guest next week. Until next time, thanks for listening.